Hey, what do you do when your faith is fragile? You know, the Lord doesn't want us to have a fragile faith. He wants us to have a strong faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. But he knows that we so often have a fragile faith. And so he speaks in his word to the weakness and the fragility of our faith. He can heal every scar. When dealing with heartbreaking circumstances or disappointments, it can be hard to maintain a strong and vibrant faith. What can you do when your faith becomes fragile? That's the question Pastor Jeff will answer today on From His Heart in the encouraging message called, When Your Faith is Fragile. He'll explore what Jesus has to say about having a faith that can move mountains no matter the circumstances around us. The lesson today about fragile faith is from Pastor Jeff's five-message series, The Walk. If you'd like to listen to the first message, What is Faith?, from the series, you can go online to promiseheart.org, click the Listen tab. Open your Bible now to Mark chapter 9, and let's begin to learn what to do with the lesson, When Your Faith is Fragile. Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve. I imagine everyone in this room, or most in this room, have had the experience of building a house of cards. We used to do that when I was a kid, before there were uh, more than three or four channels, and there wasn't any internet or anything like that, and you'd have family time, and what would you do was sometimes you get out the card table and you play cards, and after you played cards, then you make a card house. And you know, when you build a card house, you gotta be careful that nobody bumps the table because that card house is fragile. Another thing I did when I was a kid, we would go out into the yard, sometimes into a field if we were playing football or something, and you'd find a dandelion. And you'd pick that thing up and it was so pretty, but it didn't take much, just a little bit of and all those petals, those, uh, that flower head would just blow off because a dandelion is very, very fragile. Everyone in this room knows how fragile an egg is. I mean, you have to be careful with an egg because it can easily crack. If you, if you just put too much pressure on the egg, it can crack. And that's, that's the way it is with fragile things. They just can't handle much. You know, sometimes our faith is a lot like the dandelion, the house of cards, the egg that so easily cracks. It doesn't take much, just, just it gets knocked, it gets hit, it gets blown on, it, it, it feels the heat and the pressure goes up and then the faith comes crashing down. Hey, what do you do when your faith is fragile? You know, the Lord doesn't want us to have a fragile faith. He wants us to have a strong faith. He wants us to not waver in unbelief, as the scripture says about Abraham. Abraham grew strong in faith. He trusted in the promises of God, even though sight told him this ain't a gonna happen. We walk by faith and not by sight. So the Lord wants us to be strong in faith, but he knows that we so often have a fragile faith. And so he speaks in his word to the weakness and the fragility of our faith. In the Gospel of Mark, 
we read a story. We also find the same story in the Gospel of Matthew. We find the same story in the Gospel of Luke. You know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are known as the synoptic Gospels. Synoptic means to see the same. And that's why they're so much alike. John is not a synoptic gospel. He doesn't see the same. He doesn't write about the same things that Matthew, Mark, and Luke do. And John is a separate kind of gospel. But Matthew, Mark, and Luke, so often they focus in on the same stories. And this story that we're going to read today, it's found in all three of those gospels. And it's found in the same order. Jesus had taken Peter and James and John up to the mountain of transfiguration and he peeled back the flesh of his humanity and he let those three guys see his glory. And he became white like lightning. And Moses and Elijah appeared with him and the disciples heard the father's voice as a cloud came over uh, their heads on the Mount of Transfiguration. And the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. And Peter and James and John experienced the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ like no one had ever experienced before. So they come down off the mountain. Jesus said, don't tell anyone what happened until the Son of Man has been lifted up. And so they don't. But they come back from the mountaintop experience and they come down and they run smack dab into fragile faith. Mark 9, verse 14. And when they came back to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and some scribes arguing with them. And immediately when the entire crowd saw him, they were amazed and began running up to greet him. And he asked them, what are you discussing with them? And one of the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought you my son possessed with a spirit which makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it dashes him to the ground and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. He has an epileptic seizure. And I told your disciples to cast it out and they could not do it. In Luke's gospel, he said he begged the disciples to cast it out, and they could not do it. And Jesus answered them and said, Oh, unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit threw him into a convulsion. And falling to the ground, he began rolling about and foaming at the mouth. And he asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And it has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father cried out and began saying, I do believe, help my unbelief. That's fragile faith. That's that eggshell kind of faith. I do believe, but help my unbelief because I'm so fragile, Lord. I got hit. You know, I came to the disciples and I was so uh, excited about them uh, casting out the demon and healing my son, but nothing happened. And so now I'm wondering, I, I do believe, but help my unbelief. I love that verse and I love that father's response because it's so honest. You know, many people in church, they don't like to admit they have a fragile faith. They don't, they don't like to admit that, man, you know, this happened to me and that happened to me and my faith is just falling apart. 
but they put on a happy face and they pretend like everything is great because they're in church and they have to be a certain way. You know what you have to be in church? Honest, honest. God desires truth in the innermost being. Lord, show us our need. Show us who we truly are. Show us if we have a fragile faith, God, show us that. Help us to be honest about it. So this story, it's an interesting story because it's got fragile faith on two levels. It's got the fragile faith of the father and the fragile faith of the disciples, the nine Peter, James, and John were with Jesus, so they weren't included in the fragile faith here in this story. But fragile faith on two levels. So let's look and see what we can observe from this story. Three insights I wanna share with you concerning fragile faith. Insight number one, fragile faith often comes from great disappointments. When you experience great disappointments in life, your faith can easily get fragile. Look at verse 17 and verse 18. And one of the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought you my son possessed with a spirit which makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it dashes him to the ground and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. And I told your disciples, I begged your disciples to cast it out and they could not do it. This man was experiencing such tremendous disappointment. He had high hopes when he came to the disciples, but they couldn't help him. They couldn't do anything. There was no power there to cast out that demon and to heal his son. And as the scripture says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. He had hope, but then his hopes were dashed. He experienced great disappointment. Now, I think that, that most of us can relate to this guy, and he is such a great picture of what happens to us when we experience great disappointment. And many of you here today, you're facing heartbreaking circumstances. Heartbreaking circumstances. This father was facing heartbreaking circumstances. The circumstances related to his son. Now, there, there's one thing when you're hurting, but there's another thing when you see your son, your daughter, your loved one hurting. Because you want so, as a parent, to protect your son and your daughter, and this guy couldn't do it. James McDonald has made this observation. There is no pain like family pain. No pain like family pain. Man, you can have trouble at work, but that pales in comparison to something happening at home with your son, with your daughter, with your spouse, with a loved one. There is no pain like family pain. And so we come with our faith and it gets knocked because we experience disappointment. You're facing heartbreaking circumstances. And then not only do you have heartbreaking circumstances, but you don't know why you're facing these heartbreaking circumstances. You don't know why this stuff is happening to you. Jesus asked this man, he said, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And it's been terrible. He says it, it, it has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. Not only was he having seizures and rolling around and foaming at the mouth, but this thing was slamming him into the ground and this spirit would take over this kid and, and try and find a, an open fire pit. And there were lots of them around because that's how they cook and throw him into the fire and try and throw him into a well to drown him, to burn him, to kill him, to destroy him. The father didn't understand why. The Bible doesn't say why. 
When you and I face difficulties and circumstances that break our hearts so often, we don't know why. You know, sometimes we know why. It's because we did something that caused this to happen. But other times, it's like, I don't understand why this happened. I was just driving down the road, minding my own business, and somebody was drunk, and they came from the other side of the road and hit me head on, and now I'm in the hospital clinging to life. Why, God, did this happen to me? You know, we ask that question. That's our favorite question to ask. Why? Why, God? And 99.9% of the time, God doesn't say why. He doesn't tell us why. And so we get frustrated. And then what did this man do? He did what many of us do in his time of grief and, and heartbrokenness and, and great problem. He comes to the disciples. He comes to church, so to speak. That's where we would put it in, in our vernacular. He comes to church and the church has no power to help him in his need. He comes to the disciples and the disciples received him and prayed for him and nothing, nothing. Now the scripture makes it clear, Mark chapter six, that the Lord had given them authority over unclean spirits and they had cast out unclean spirits. But now with this guy, with this situation, with this boy, no power. They couldn't cast it out. And so he has his heartbreaking circumstances and he doesn't know why. And he comes to God's people and they don't have an answer for him. They don't have power for him. And he is so disappointed. Why did he say to Jesus, if you can do anything, help us, have pity on us? What was the if statement? What, what, what was that all about? It's what happened to him earlier before Jesus got there. Your followers couldn't help me. Maybe you can't help me either. If you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Hey, fragile faith often comes from great disappointments. Insight number two, fragile faith needs to look beyond fragile disciples. Verse 19, when the man told Jesus that I came to the disciples and they, they couldn't help me. I asked them, I begged them to cast it out and they could not do it. Verse 19, it says, and he answered them and said, oh, unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. Now that was a pretty, that's a scathing rebuke from the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's to unbelieving generation, but it's really pointed at his own followers. It's pointed at the nine, the guys that were with him. He chose 12. One was a devil, Judas. But he chose these guys to be with him and he had given them authority to do these things, to preach in his name, to heal in his name, to cast out demons in his name. And they couldn't do it. And the Lord is focusing this rebuke upon his disciples, upon the nine you guys have fragile faith. And because the disciples had fragile faith, they weren't able to do what the Lord wanted them to do. And this man, well, he really had fragile faith and he wasn't able to see beyond his difficulty. If you can do anything, Lord, help us. Help us if you can. And Jesus seized on that statement. If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Now I want you to Mark it down and get it deep into your heart. The Lord is able 
to handle your problems. He's able to handle your problems. He was able to handle that man's problems. And he is able to handle your problems, whatever your problems might be. Jeremiah 32, 27. The Lord says this, one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? Well, the obvious answer is no. And Jeremiah makes that clear when he says, ah, Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by your outstretched hand and by your power. Nothing is too difficult for you. The God who can speak the worlds into existence. He can handle any situation that comes into your life, that comes into my life. He is able. One of my favorite verses in the New Testament, Ephesians chapter three, verse 20, says, now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever, amen. He is able. God is not the God of barely able. He is the God of abundantly able. He can do anything in your life. He is the God of infinite power. So the Lord is able to handle your problems. You need to have that down in your heart. We never need to come before the Lord with fragile faith that says, Lord, if you can do anything, help me. We know that he can do because he is the God of abundance and ability. But not only is the Lord able to handle your problems, the Lord is willing to handle your problems. Now that is very, very important to know both those things. God is able and God is willing. See, because if God is able but not willing, how does that help me? And if God is willing but not able, how does that help me? And the, the devil will try and play those two things off and get you in a ditch somewhere. It's like, well, why doesn't God answer your prayer? Maybe God's not able to answer your prayer. Maybe God's not able to do in your life. Maybe he's not able to break these chains of addiction that are in your life. Or maybe God is able, but God doesn't care. He doesn't care about you. He's not willing to help you. Mark chapter one, verses 40 and 41. And a leper came to him beseeching him, and falling on his knees before him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And moved with compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him, touched the leper, you didn't do that, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. Be cleansed. He's able and he's willing. So here, time out. Time out, because this is what messes a lot of us up. You say, why do we have such a fragile faith? It's because I don't understand what God is doing. If he is able, and I believe that he is, and he is willing, and I kind of believe that one. That one's sometimes harder. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I don't know if God is willing. Sometimes I struggle with that. I know he has all power to work in this situation, that situation, and the other situation, but sometimes I don't know, uh, Lord, are you willing to do this? Here is the struggle. God is able and he is willing, and Jeff needs to remember that God is willing, but the Lord is working through your problems. He's working through your problems. That's why there's a delay when you pray and you ask God to do something and you know he's able and you know he's willing and you know you're asking 
according to his will. This isn't just something you want for you. This is something for the kingdom and something for the glory of God and something you feel that God has promised in his word and you're claiming that promise, but it's not coming and you don't understand. You need to remember the Lord is able, the Lord is willing, but the Lord is working through your problems. Now, if God did this, Every time we had a problem come into our life, if we immediately prayed about it and zap, it went away. I mean, Lord, I, I have this financial problem. Zap, go to the mailbox. I got a check in there, uh, Jeff, for you for $50,000. All your financial problems just going away, just like that. I mean, we'd love that, wouldn't we? We have a physical problem. Lord, I went to the doctor and he says I have cancer and got zap. You don't have it anymore. You're completely healed. Well, that's awesome. Lord, I have this marriage problem. Zap, it's completely fixed. Your marriage was a zero, now it's a 10. And boom, it's just wonderful. But here's the problem with that. If, that, if God worked like that, and can he? Sure, God can do anything. God's God. If he worked like that, we would treat God like he's a genie in a bottle. I mean, all we have to do is rub his lamp with a couple of uh, prayers. God becomes this genie that comes out and says, yes, master, what can I do for you? And then we become the master and we tell the genie uh, who is God in this scenario what to do. And he says, yes, master, I will do it. Your will be done. Your wish be done. That's a totally wrong concept of God. God is God. We're the servant. He's the master. We're the servant. You're listening to From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve today and the lesson entitled, When Your Faith is Fragile. Now, we've learned that it is truly the relationship between the Heavenly Father and us that we need to keep in front of our minds at all times, and especially in the tough times. Why? Because He is God. He is trustworthy. He is powerful. He is loving, and He will bring peace and healing to our hearts. Now, today's lesson probably hits home with you, no doubt, because we're all fragile in more ways than we'd like to admit, maybe admit even to ourselves. Oh, it may not show up on the outside to others, but we all know on the inside how fragile we really are, and God surely knows. Walking by faith in the Christian life can be a real challenge, but that may be why you need to get Pastor Jeff's five-message series, the Walk, teaching us to walk by faith and not by sight. In it, he provides practical biblical guidance to help you take God at His Word and stand firm on God's promises, regardless of your circumstances. The Walk is available on a USB flash drive, digital download, CDs, or DVDs, your choice. Go to FromHisHeart.org, click the Listen tab to find out about how to get this series. You know, even in our fragile state, Growth and change are all part of the Christian life. Are you moving forward with the Lord, or have you become complacent and stagnant? In the Christian life, you either grow and glow, or you dry and die. What is the next step for you? What should you be doing to mature in your faith? Would you like to discover the next step for you? This month, for your gift of any amount from His heart, we'd like to help you do that and say thank you for your gift by sending you Pastor Jeff's seven-lesson series, The Next Step. It's our thank you for your support of any amount. To find out more about this, you can call 866-40-BIBLE, 866-40-BIBLE, or go online to fromhisheart.org. 
And thank you for helping From His Heart take the next step in reaching more people with the good news of Jesus this year. Our prayer is that this series will be an encouragement to you in your walk of faith. Well, there's more to come in this engaging message next time when you'll hear part two of the lesson called, When Your Faith is Fragile. I'm Larry Nobles. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you on Wednesday, when again, we'll open up God's Word and share real truth, real love, and real hope from God's heart, here on From His Heart. His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, who for the past 20 years has been broadcasting the truth and love to the lost and hurting people around the world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more at fromhisheart.org.